Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time on a Monday. Bryant and Brett with you for the next three hours as we start another week after a fantastic weekend, both college football and the NFL. We've got NBA preseason underway. Today was AAC media days for the upcoming basketball season, so a ton going on this week, a lot to get to over the next three hours. But like I said, Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. I'm Brett Bryant with me, or excuse, I'm Bryant Brett with me. Brett, <laughs> That's uh, right. how you doing this afternoon? <laughs> it's been a long day, Brett. Brett. I, I know it has. We, we, we need to talk more. We're going to That's until right. six o'clock, Bryant. Uh, great to see you and Johnny and, and really, really a fun, fun Monday. And it is that time of year. You mentioned Grizzlies yesterday. They start two weeks from Wednesday, four mm-hmm. weeks from tonight's Tigers opening night. Basketball season's here and we'll talk a lot of AAC media days. And this morning I, I said with, with, with Zach Boyd, as, as I said in for Dave, out of the Grizzlies, preseason game yesterday i normally i i'll just just being candid i've never been to a preseason game i'm not gonna say i'm never going but i doubt i will because i I get to go enough and i'm very pleased and blessed to do that and i can understand plenty of people that that may may not get to go as often as i do that they like to go to those games i understand that so so i'm not trying to be a snoot about it i I just got other things going during the preseason time and i hardly ever watch even even my my friends doing the games, but but I I'm interested this year and yesterday or last night rather, the return of Big Steve Adams. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I thought he looked really good. Um, I was I was, had to have that had to, and I was I was curious how much he would play, and 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 he played a lot, and so I was uh, I was very happy to to see him out there. All right, now give me the full breakdown of David Roddy's minutes. Oh, I like David Roddy a lot last night. I thought he was good. Right, you don't want me to start breaking down because I get, especially preseason games in any sport, I will start getting overreactions all over the place. This guy's going to have a stellar season. This guy's going to have a stellar season. So you don't want me to break down individual players. And, and I, and I'm not that much into preseason baseball. I would love to go someday, sure, and, but, but, but I haven't. Uh, and, and same for preseason NFL and, I went to way too many preseason football games in my oh, yeah. life, so uh, I, I doubt I'll ever do that again. But but this this preseason it does matter. I, I, I said this morning this as well. A lot of times in the preseason, my my old saw had been anybody get hurt? No, uh-huh. good. Yeah. Uh, how many days to opening night? And, and, but that's not the case with this Grizzlies team. There's some some, some merging and meshing and integration uh, that that some newer parts and some older parts mm-hmm. that have to get. Reestablished like Stephen Adams, yeah. so th- this Grizzlies preseason is definitely, definitely worth keeping uh, a, a watchful eye on. And who knew overtime free basketball last night it. for preseason? I loved it. <laughs> it was great. And I'll be honest, I mean, you get on me because I like tied football. I like tied football games, and I still like them in the NFL when they uh, go oh, through yeah, time. But do. you, you liked overtime I preseason. Sure I loved. It. I loved every second of it. I now part of it was I. So we've got some people out of town this week working up here at the station, and so I had to pinch hit last night and come up here and produce that. I mean, just wretched football game. And so I think part of it was I could 
could keep my mind off of the pitiful performance that was going on on the radio and on the screen in front of me. I could just watch the Grizzlies all night, and so I loved a little overtime basketball okay. to keep my mind well, off you, of things. It was great. You're Cowboys, bro. I don't know what you're, you're talking Cowboys. about, Brett. You know, Brett, I don't, Cowboys. I don't know these Cowboys you speak of. So It's your Cowboys, uh-huh. and that folder that you keep the parade route in, yeah, I actually thought about Put shredding it last it. night. Where is it? I, I lost it, it already. I don't know where it went. I don't think it, it ever was a thing. I don't think it actually ever happened. Um, as if it's if I can't find it, I don't think anybody would be able to find it. It's my favorite Dr Pepper Fansville ad when the weird guy has all of his stuff piled oh, up great. like uh-huh. like the bonfire and, and throws the match to it. Uh-huh. And and those ads really do capture they us. Do. They do me. All of us, uh-huh. perfectly. And the best one is when the guy's telling the girl, you know, scram. Uh-huh. And, and, and one of them invokes, but our academics are better that's than right. yours. That's right. It's and, great. And, and, and you know that's the last vestige of, uh, of, of somebody that doesn't have anything else to it stand sure on in college sports. Sure but our academics are so uh-huh. much better than yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those Dr. Pepper commercials, they've been great for a couple years now. They just get better. I always watch them and go, you can't, weird. you can't top this. <laughs> This type of ad, this ad, this one specifically, you can't top it. And then they top it. And now, with everything happening, college football, conference realignment, expanded playoffs, I mean, there is so much material for those fine people that make the, the Dr. Pepper How ads. How hard? Great. Who, who, steal, who steals the show in the Dr. Pepper ads? Uh, the, the cop. I love the cop. Uh, it's Bosworth, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 it it's is. It's the Bos, isn't it? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think you're right. But the 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 mom, the female, she she's great. She's good. I, honestly, Brett, they're all great. I mean, the Dr Pepper commercials are by far my favorite commercials on television. For such a horrible product, as I've said forever about Dr Pepper, it's cold cough syrup. <laughs> my brother loves Dr Pepper. He like owns. My brother Dr. loves Dr. it Pepper. too. Really, really. My, I, my brother's. My, my, I keep Dr Pepper at my house, so if he great. comes by, that's great. And and and, and, and they're old because I. I I hardly would drink one because you see what I have. Yeah, I know I, what you I, drink. I, I yeah. let I let the real thing yeah. carry me, and I I don't drink caffeinated soda, so I don't uh, I don't drink any of it. I guess so. It is Tulane week. Are you excited? Sure is. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean. I don't like the thir- the Friday night, um, but I'm, I, I would I'm prefer differently. Yeah, I'd but, prefer but it on I prefer. But I, I know why they do it, and I understand it. And you know, I, I can't in one on one day say, "Come on, SEC, come on, college football, be more competitive sure. on Thursday night," and then say, "Oh no, no, but don't uh-huh. touch Friday." I, yeah, and 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 I, and I love high school football. You know, that, that's really what we all go back to. I'm, I, I mean, it might be some out there that the very first game. Wasn't a high school football experience. Right. I mean, it, it, I'm sure in a bigger city that that probably would be the case. You jumped right into deep water going to NFL sure. or going, you know, to, you know to, to you know to college football. But most of us kind of you know got got our got our, got our start, got our training wheels going to high school football, and it, and I, I I do love it. I haven't been to a game this year, and and I don't I don't want it I don't want it damaged. I don't want it marred. But I know I know fr- Friday. Especially with conference realignment and these TV partners needing inventory, mm-hmm. needing platform, needing place, 
uh, it, it, it's it's really being pushed. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I think Friday is gonna gonna become a big day. I think uh, I think this weekend we've got three uh, uh, FBS games on Friday. Last week we had two FBS games on a Friday and then an FCS game. So I think Fridays are gonna become more popular, especially with the American. Um, I think this deal they have with ESPN, we've seen a lot of midweek. Um, Thursday and Friday night games yeah. in the American. So I, I would not be surprised going forward if there's a lot more Thursday night, Friday night. This will be the second time this year Memphis has played on a Thursday or Friday night. So I think am, you're absolutely right. Am I allowed a second high hard one in the first eight minutes? Well, of please, why show? not? Why not? I, I found it interesting. I want to ask you if you think it is accurate. Okay. Commissioner of the AAC, Mike Oresco, today in his formal statement to sure. the assembled media said he thinks in in the 10 years of the AAC, it has been underrated. And I want this at 901-360-8255, if you would, please. But I ask you first, Brian, do you think AAC has been under or overrated or, or rated about correctly in the years of its, exi- its existence? That's tough. Um, I, If I had to pick one of overrated or underrated, I would probably say underrated. I would too. Um, but I would say it's, I would say it's about, I, I, I think it's correctly rated. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of people, both football and basketball, that have respect for the American that are outside of it. And also, I think a lot of times in the past couple of years, you've seen the national media say, not say straight up, but basically point to whoever wins the American is going to be the group of five representative. And so I think part of that is, is I, mean, I think it's very well rated and very well regarded. But I, if I had to pick one over or under, I would say under. I, I I agree with your answer. If it was if you know if, if it was that guy working on your door frame, uh-huh. he broke out the the level. It would slightly yeah. not be and and then you know get the hammer out and get it j- just right. I, sure. I think it's I, I think I think it's been close, but if anything, a little under. Yeah. Now that's a good question. I want uh, the listeners' response to that too. Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five because I think that is uh, very interesting. But like you said, we we did have uh, media days this morning. Um, the did you watch any? I, I watched a little bit. I, I didn't catch a ton of Me it, um, but uh, I did see that they had. Um, both uh, Dusty May and uh, Penny Hardaway at the table together and uh, mm-hmm. asked them questions about each other's team while they were talking. Well, they're the league. Uh, they are. I mean, they're, they're the they're the top two, and I think there's probably a little bit of space between uh, third place. So, um, I, I, who, who do you think is third? I know Tulane um, was voted three. I, I, I'm going to say Andy Kennedy and UAB, both historically yeah. and even this year's team. Yeah, I, but I do I, like what Ron Hunter's done at Tulane. I do like Ron Hunter a lot. I would probably say UAB, um, but I'm not mad. I'm not mad Tulane's third. I mean, it would be either UAB or Tulane. I think I, I, I can live with 15 and three in the league. Yeah, I, I, I can even live with 14 and four. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's 14 and four, I think that's two losses to FAU. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Um, and, and I mean, we talked about how. And then, Go ahead. Yeah. You know, then, then naturally FAU would be seated higher in the sure, tournament. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. With the season sweep. I would think. Kind so. of the whole Houston drill from uh, last year. Yeah, I would think so. But I mean, you know, we, we've talked about kind of how this schedule, especially the conference schedule, um, is, uh, is set up for the Tigers. And I think 
a lot of very winnable games in conference play, but I mean, you start getting there kind of late in the season. I think you got a trip to UAB. It's going to be the biggest show in town that night. I think you go to East Carolina, biggest show in town. You go to Florida Atlantic, biggest show in town. I mean, they're going to be going to a lot of places that are going to have jam-packed gyms um, that are going to be, even though they're small, I've heard a lot of people point out the, the size of these arenas and gyms they're going to be going to. They're going to be loud and they're going to be uh, pretty hostile no against the Tigers. So, you know, I, I think you're it's right. It's the Beatles and the Stones you're showing up at yeah. Texas San Antonio. Absolutely. And so, especially with how highly rise, regarded the Tigers rise. are. Rise. We can't get rid of Rise. I'm going to leave Rise again, Brian. What did I do? Yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if they dropped <laughs> one or two kind of late in the season that are, they should have won that game, you know, just because it's on the road yeah. in, in an environment like that. Did, did you see how Rice lost Saturday? I did not, actually, no. Go through that box score. Let's I don't see. know how they lost. Well, I do, too. The two, the two turnovers. Outrushed, outpassed, Yikes. less penalties, better on third down. Everything, every marker, if you just look at a box Let's score see. and go, hey, that team right there won, American except for the final conference. score. Let's see. I don't even know Tur- turn- Turnovers were big. Let's see. Who, who did Rice even play? Uh, UConn. Oh, what a game. How did I miss that? Jimmy Moore. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, pa- uh, well, through wait for- a second. I think you had that game picked somewhere, didn't you? Uh, you know what? I, I think Friday on Dave's pick you. six you did. Maybe. I-, I couldn't tell you. Uh, they threw for 362 yards while UConn only passed for uh, 215. They held UConn to 104 rushing yards. They ran for uh-huh. 112. Wow, you're right. I mean, they should have won this game. Turnovers were big. Um, let's That's see. it. I can find the turnovers uh, next to each other. Uh, two, two. Two, two. yeah. Two oh, zero on it. Uh, four to nothing. Uh, right oh, on the ball okay, over well, four that, times. So yeah, that's that uh, explains. It. That's massive. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, fumbled it five times and lost uh, three of the fumbles and then threw an interception. So I mean, that's the game. The, the turnover battle is is the game. Zany Rice. Oh man, the, those Rice guys. What time was this game? And I think I was. I think I was locked into the USF no and UAB game when this game was going on. All right, um, did you stay up for the end of USC Arizona? I, I did. I regretted it Sunday I did morning. Too. Um, but Ooh, I, regret, I, I regretted it Monday morning <laughs> yes um but uh no that was i mean look usc defense needs some work that was arizona's backup quarterback in that quarterback in that That's game right. and uh i, mean, I like jed fish yeah i do i do too and they were moving the ball well i didn't like that call the last call on the when they were in the third overtime where they were just going for two-point conversions just a little you know flip um you know pitch well i can't stand run. i, I mean, can't stand how we do college football yeah, I don't. what is the best way to do overtime i didn't i didn't like mm. old way I don't like this way. I don't like going to the twenty-five. I wish we would go to the fifty. Yeah, and and, and play football and incorporate. I mean, your your in college football at, in overtime, the punter needs to head to the locker room and get the first yeah, hot water. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he's not, gone. Yeah, he's not doing anything. Um, yeah, I mean that's interesting. I, I wouldn't mind if they just played football, um, kind of like how the NFL does it in overtime. Um, but I I thought that I didn't have a problem with the the old kind of overtime way, and then we had that. What was it? LSU, I forgot who else, LSU, Texas A&M, I think, that went to like 10 overtimes and, and that, or whatever. And, and that killed it. Exactly. That's killed it. I mean, that's one time that's happened. That, that, that same thing happens like every 10 years. And then, you know, so we had to change it. I don't like the new where you're alternating. It's almost like a shootout at this point in like hockey where you're just alternating two point conversions. So I'm not a fan of it, but, uh, but yeah, no, that was a great game. Caleb Williams, honestly, 
kind of won that game single-handedly for uh, for USC. Right. I mean, he Put was doing hands. everything, throwing the ball, running the ball, and a little bit of everything. Also, Taj Washington getting a lot of airtime uh, in that game. On Taj Saturday. Washington He's sure good. is. Uh, USC without Caleb Williams, LSU without Jaden Daniels, they would be a shell of themselves. I mean, but but that's how important that position is, and that's yep. a lot of teams. It's a lot of teams. I mean, t- take take Dart off Ole Miss. I mm-hmm. think Spencer Sanders would be okay. Sure. T- take Seth Hennigan mm-hmm. off the Tigers. Uh Take take KJ Jefferson away from yep. the Razorbacks, and mm-hmm. and they have very little on offense that you yeah. have to game plan yeah. around. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's not even just the SEC. I mean that's all over the country. Take Dylan Michael Gabriel. Pinnis, take uh, Dylan yeah. Gabriel. I mean there's a there's a ton of quarterbacks. We've been talking about kind of the the uh, year of the quarterbacks in college football, mm-hmm. and so I think there's a lot of teams um, you can say that about. But it was it was a great weekend in, in both college football and the NFL. We're going to get to a lot of that uh, today and tomorrow. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story. Of the day at three thirty, uh, we're going to talk some basketball. The AAC uh, basketball media days were today. We're going to look at those polls um, and talk about some of the things that we saw from media days. Also, we got to get into the Grizzlies' first preseason game last night against the Pacers uh, at three forty-five. We'll talk some college football. Four o'clock. Uh, David Cobb from CBS Sports will join us to talk some college football, and we'll get in a couple of college basketball questions. As really, with media days now underway for most every conference this week. Uh, basketball is literally right around the corner. 4.30, we'll get to our Sissy's Log Cabin. Look back at the weekend in the SEC. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Jonah Dillon uh, from the Commercial Appeal, the Tigers football beat writer, will join us to talk about the upcoming game against Tulane. Memphis coming off an off week. Same thing for Tulane. They're also coming off an off week, so a big game Friday night at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. We'll talk all about that at 5 o'clock with Jonah Dillon. 5.30, we'll get to our Roots Chris Monday Night Football preview and pick. We've also got to get to our top four quarterbacks for the Packers and the Raiders. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show just like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're sitting in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale. It's back and bigger than ever. 50 different models to choose from. Five different manufacturers and up to 30% off in-stock spas and swim spas. Free upgrades on all in-stock spas in the 24-month. Same-ass cash is still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Johnny Hill is with us. Brian Dacus is with us. And I'm Brett Norsworthy. We are Sports Time, and we're with you until 6 o'clock. And we want your input at 901-360-8255 about everything, but also to Tiger fans, that question I ask about overrated, about right, or underrated for the AAC and its existence. Mike Oresco said today he thought underrated. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis, the one and only Lexus dealership in town. They're at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. Great offers on all 2023 models and always special leasing options. The 24s are rolling in. Drive in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of one of those all-new 2023 flagship LS500s or get ready for a 24, and you will be looking and driving in style. The one and only Lexus dealership in town, and when you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. 
Well, my top story of the day is the weekend of football. Starting on Saturday morning, Oklahoma versus Texas in Red River. Brett, I'm going to need somebody to figure out the name. Are we calling it the Red River Shootout? Are we calling it the Red River Showdown? Are we calling it the Red River River Rivalry? Just watching between college game day and that game from start to finish, I heard it said multiple times, all three ways I need somebody to make a decision on what we're calling it, and we're not going to change anymore because I'm tired of hearing it three different ways. Brett, what would you like us to call it, and we're not going to change it after we decide? Well, well, t- teach is on, but I've always said shootout. They said they were changing it for for the uh, it was offensive nature of you know mm. of, of gun deaths in mm. the country. Come on now, let's not have the yeah. death of common sense. There's never been a single gun-related incident in the history of time where a perpetrator was thinking, I'm doing this because Oklahoma uh-huh. and Texas right. called it this. That's right. Come on now. Let, let's. Now, the real reason, they wanted to patent something, uh-huh. so they patented oh, yeah. Red River Rivalry. Uh-huh. Well, I'm tired of all the all-state Red River rivalry. Actually, you got to get the corporate sponsor. You're in right there. with the logo <laughs> midfield, and we, and we and we love logos. Oh, and we sure do. We sure do. <laughs> but on this show, we're going to call it the Red River Shootout because that's exactly what it was on Saturday. What a game! And let me ask you this, Brett: When's the last time you seen an Oklahoma defense play like they did? Now, I understand gave up some yards, vote up. But I have not seen an Oklahoma defense play like that in a long, 30's long the time. Thirty's the new fifteen. It sure is. So that was a great start to the day, and it just continued on that night last night we had with Louisville upsetting Notre Dame, the USC-Arizona game going into three overtimes. Ole Miss pulling one out against Arkansas. Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets, free them. They're back, baby. What happened, what what happened, happened there? Take a knee. I mean, come on. you got to know what's going on. Now, I've heard people from Miami say that he doesn't take knees. It's not his thing. I know it happened back in 2018. I don't was, care. I heard he was trying to get a second guy 100. Uh-huh. That's that's another thing I've heard. So I've heard a lot that's of different insane. reasons. If, if that's insane. true, that's fireable offense. It, it should be because I mean, what a way to lose a game! Uh, it was incredible. So a great day of college football, and then you take that over into Sunday, which I thought was a great day of NFL football until that night game. But I don't think it actually happened. I threw it out of my head uh, last night before I went to bed. I said my prayers, my nightly prayers. I said, dear Lord, please get that game out of my memory. And I woke up this morning, and how about that? Just like that. I mean, he worked another miracle, because I don't even know if that game happened yesterday or not. I don't think it did. People are telling me it did. I don't think it happened. And tomorrow, we make our hockey picks. <laughs> You're right. I'm wearing Cause look, the Brett, I'm wearing my, my Blackhawks jersey. I had to wear this today because the Kraken play tomorrow. I can't wear my Blackhawks jersey while the Kraken are playing. Pucks drop, gloves drop. That's right. Everything's drop. Everything drops tomorrow. My, my top story, Tulane versus the Tigers. It's game week. Biggest game since AAC championship game. Maybe the biggest regular season game since SMU on the day game day originated from Memphis. And the whole world saw our great city. National TV Friday night with college football. Poobahs watching. This is how it happens. This is how it happens. You 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 got to win those kind of games. Potentially for Ryan Silverfield, the biggest win if he defeats mm-hmm. a truly great coach Tulane team. Willie Fritz is the personification of solid. Stakes are big. It's what needed, along with a big crowd, is needed Friday night. 
not top story of the day. You're absolutely right about that. And my not top story of the day, Brett, basketball season hasn't even started yet, and Gonzaga is right back into the news. Gonzaga is back, not as a team, but in realignment talks. It seemed like three years ago at this point that we were talking about Gonzaga and maybe UConn entering the Big 12. And we're back. Today, this morning, I woke up to reports of Gonzaga back in the conversation with the Big 12 and that an announcement of Gonzaga joining the Big 12 Conference could be announced as soon as two weeks from now. I don't know why we have two weeks from now, whatever, Uh, instead of just the near future or whatever. But Gonzaga going to the Big 12 doesn't just sound like a, a possibility. It sounds like they're working out the details to actually make it happen. If that happens, I know a lot of people will be asking the question of why. Why add Gonzaga? But let's not TV overlook. Uh, let's not overlook the great basketball that's going to be played with Gonzaga in the Big that's 12. That's true. It's going to be that, that. a heck of a conference if Gonzaga joins the Big 12. And Brett, your mark his his, his career is. But mostly sure. basketball yeah. based. That, 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 he's wanted he's this it. for a while. I mean, he can he say has. that they didn't want Gonzaga. He has wanted this for a long time. But it, man, it, it's a kick right to the teeth. Sure for is, Tigers. So, my not top story. After a week off, Tennessee Volunteers football season is in front of it. What they do in October will largely dictate how good a season it is. A good October, I think, is two and one. They're home against A and M third Saturday in October at Alabama. Last Saturday in October at Kentucky. 2-1 will be good. 3-0 and will be great. It's all on Joe Milton. If he's yep. great, it'll be a great month. If he's average Joe, then it won't be a bowl game mm-hmm. as good as the one Tennessee went to last year. You're right. It's all on him. I mean, he's the he's the X factor for Tennessee football right now. And, 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 we'll and think of all the quarterbacks we were talking about. If you take yep. them off their team, mm-hmm. Tennessee's much, they're much worse if you take Joe Milton off. I think so. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, I'm telling you, we could we could go through a full list, and we could use the entire three hours just naming all the schools. That would be ten times worse if they had if their starting quarterback went there. A and M, one of the few that didn't take yes. that big a drop yes. off, but they took a drop because sure. those coaches didn't watch all that practice and mm-hmm. start start Connor Wigman right. for for funsies. Right, right. But hey, I mean, whew, they got they got a good quarterback back there, but there's not as a backup quarterback. Not many other teams around the country that could say the same. But that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're talking basketball. The American Athletic Conference basketball media days were this morning. We got to talk about what the polls said, who's number one, and who follows. We'll also have to get into the Grizzlies and their first preseason game last night against the Pacers. That's next on Sports Time. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Mm-hmm. 
Let's start down in Dallas where uh, the American Athletic Conference held their media days earlier today on the basketball side, both men's and women's. We've got polls. We've got uh, preseason All-American or literally All-American conference teams, not All-American teams. But we've got all of that earlier this morning. The Tigers are ranked second in the preseason polls. Three first-place votes for the Tigers right behind Florida Atlantic, who received 11 votes. The entire men's preseason poll goes like this. Number one, Florida Atlantic, like I said, receiving 11 first-place votes. Second, Memphis with third, uh, with three first-place votes. Third, Tulane. Fourth, UAB. Fifth, East Carolina. Sixth, North Texas. Seventh, SMU. Eight, Wichita State. Nine, USF. Ten, Tulsa. Eleven, Rice. Twelve, Temple. Thirteen, Charlotte. And fourteen, UTSA. Brett what do you make of the Tigers second, but receiving three first-place votes? Well, I would assume Coach Penny Hardaway voted for his team. I'd love to know the other two. Yeah. I, and I wish a lot of these preseason votes and and just votes in general were public. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I wouldn't be at all to uh, – every year I, 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 I keep my word to the Eisman Trust to not reveal before the announcement's made, but I always tell and I always make a copy – of exactly how I voted for veracity's sake of here's how I voted, uh, do that. I, I wish we'd have a, a little more bright light of, 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 of scrutiny on some, on some of this voting. Mm-hmm. But I understand, uh, it, it, a lot of that is returning starters of a team that went to a final four. Sure. And a team that when they last met the University of Memphis, they had the narrow one point win in Columbus. I, yeah. I can understand that. Now, on some of these individual, uh, first and second teams and awards, you know and I know that if he's deemed eligible, DeAndre Williams is going to be on first team AAC at the end of the year when it really matters. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, October 9th doesn't make a hill of beans compared to March 9th. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and so I think if if uh, if he was eligible right now and if he was with the team practicing, uh, I would be very surprised if he wasn't listed as the player of the year, preseason player of the year, and and first team. Um, so, But the problem I have with the American, you're seeing this a lot, I am glad that on their first team and second team they only have five players, but I don't like this rookie of the year and player of the year, them putting two players for both. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't care if we had a tie or whatever happened. Figure out a way to just have one player because I, the, only one player can win the award. That's it, and I'm, this isn't major, but we know it. We, we don't play five guards. I, I'd like yes. to see a little more uh, positional, and mm-hmm. I know we're in a positionless uh, world in in basketball. But I, and I understand why everything's in Dallas. It's where the league sure. office is. Mm-hmm. You're right there at Dickey's Arena, where the uh, conference tournament's going to be really for a long run. As long as yeah. you know Memphis remains in the AAC. Uh, come March, that's where the conference tournament's going to be. Absolutely. But these, these first and second teams and also player and rookies of the year uh, are uh, interesting for the Tigers. When you look at the first team, one Tiger makes the first team uh, preseason all-conference team. Javon Quinterly, the transfer from Alabama, joins Eric Gaines from UAB, John L. Davis from Florida Atlantic, Elijah Martin from Florida Atlantic, and Jalen Forbes, which we know what Jalen Forbes can do uh, from Tulane. Sure do. On the second team, Jordan Brown, the only Tiger on the second team, the uh, uh, the center transfer um, from Louisiana. He joins R.J. Felton from East Carolina, Max Fielder uh, from Rice, uh, Zurich Phelps from uh, SMU, and Kevin Cross from Tulane. Then when you go to the players, 
I guess, players of the year, preseason players of the year. John L. Davis and Elijah Martin, we know what those guys did for Florida Atlantic last year. We know what those guys did in the tournament. But the rookie of the year, two guys both from the University of Memphis, Carl Scherenfant and J.J. Taylor, the two rookie preseason rookies of the year um, for the Tigers. I'm curious... Um, I'm guessing since both of these guys are listed as the preseason rookie of the year, I'm guessing that both of them are, at least the coaches think, both of them are going to receive playing time this year, which is a, a question I've heard a lot of people ask going into the season is with all of this veteran, all these transfer portal additions, when you look at the, the freshmen, how many of those guys are going to see playing time? So I think this is a good sign for both these guys. Well, they're going to see playing time particularly early. Yeah. And then, and then, and how they play will dictate sure. if they get more Absolutely. as the season advances. There's a good shit. Now, now on, on that rookie of the year, and it mm-hmm. is listed as rookie, not newcomer, uh, yeah. not freshman. It's listed as rookie, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to know this. Is it really newcomer? Could it be a transfer? That's a good question. I I, I don't know. I would say probably not. Just because I, would too, because I think if it's somebody a newcomer, like because you wouldn't last year, you mm-hmm. would you wouldn't want Kendrick being yes since he went to Memphis and it was new. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I understand that. But even with this, there's a good chance that Memphis could have the rookie of the year. And it's neither one of those yeah. listed in the preseason. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think uh, they've got some some good freshmen this year and, and, and how much they play, how much action they see. But I think uh, from what I've heard um, from from people who have been at the open practices, from people who have talked to, to the coaching staff and everything, that I mean, you can go down the list of these uh, four or five freshmen they have, and all of them have been very impressive this year. So I'm, I'm excited and- about these guys. And I, I get it a lot. I get it a lot in August from people that largely are watching practices mm-hmm. through very rose-colored, friendly glasses. Sure. And every year, every summer, I hear what went back to the Fence Center. Now to Laurie Walton, man, you ought to see these pickup games. You just oh, wouldn't yeah. believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm I'm getting it now from people that I really, really, really trust that I don't think are just putting a spin mm-hmm. or their hue of things onto it that it is really elite big time stuff and again i don't think there's any way quinterly can match kendrick davis's year from last year just get close Mm -hmm. well and i think and we've talked about this before i think there are probably more weapons around him where he doesn't have to be what what uh what they needed from last year because you right. have all of these Whenever guys I had around. to clear out and Kendrick when, yeah, had to do Kendrick it. just had to do everything last year. I mean, he had to be the facilitator. He had to be the scorer. He had to be the entire offense pretty much outside of DeAndre. Heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And so I think this year you've got more guys um, around Quinterly where he doesn't really have to do that. He just needs to be a facilitator. He just needs to make some shots. You know, you don't need him to be everything. I also want to point out on the women's side, uh, the Tigers picked fifth and Madison Griggs uh, on the first team. She's the first Memphis player to be on the conference first team since 2014 so uh, definitely huge um, for Maddie to, to be on the first team. And, and real pro- progress being made Absolutely. in that program. I know yet another new head coach but real progress mm-hmm. uh, being, being made there. This might be the most extreme selfish request ever. What if Quinterly fell somewhere in between Jeremiah Martin and Kendrick Davis? Uh, what if he had that kind of year? I think you got to be happy with it. I mean, those are two. Would, uh, wouldn't great you put Kendrick's guards. year a little, even a little better than Jeremiah's year? Probably. Yeah. 
and and the team was was certainly sure. better. His forty team cast was was, way better, yeah. And and, and that's what Javon Quinterly will be asked to do. Now I've got a lot of wise, you know what, Bama friends of mine <laughs> that like to say, "Get down to you need a bucket." He's going to dribble it off his foot. Right. I think a lot of that, and you hear that around college sports now. Of that's sour grapes of a guy leaving. Of course, of course. I mean, I think you hear that a lot, especially with what the transfer portal is now and so many guys leaving for different reasons and the fan base, uh, for the most part, don't know those reasons and so they automatically start assuming different things. And so I think, you know, you get that from a lot of fan bases, so I, I expect the same thing. Um, but because fans Quinterly, do it, don't yeah. mean we have to. No, absolutely not. And so uh, so I'm excited about what Quinterly can do. I mean, I've been... Um, following Quinroy since he was in high school. I think he's a very good good player. Just needs to stay healthy. Has, has battled some injuries I, at times. It was the big get, I thought, in the portal. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. And, and with a lot of really big gets, I thought, from the portal. I think I think this team, when you look at the transfer pickups they got, um, I think you should be very excited for what this team can do. Penny, it just seems like a different... Um, the way he talks about this team is different than he's talked about previous teams. Even last year when you had some transfers mm-hmm. come in, it was kind of, everyone said last year it's different. He doesn't want all the smoke. He just get to business. This team even seems different from last year, the way he talks about them and, and the way he talks about how they interact with each other. So I'm very excited for this season, and, and before we know it, we'll have the first exhibition. But uh, last night we got our first, I guess, exhibition for the Grizzlies, the first preseason game last night against the Indiana Pacers. How much uh, of that game did you catch? I didn't watch any. Really? I watched every and second of I, it, Brett. I, oh, man, what a, and, what a fun and, and time I, it was. I, I'm almost agnostic on preseason. I did, now I did bump into and, and check in at the box score uh-huh. and, you know, Various media people, including DeMichael Cole, who will join us in two weeks uh, and start talking Grizzlies with us on Monday afternoons. Uh, I, I, you know, I tried to stay p- informed, plugged in, and, and they do a great job of it. But no, I, I, I didn't, not with, with, with all the football and even with that football on last uh, night. Yeah, I, ne- I needed something to keep my eyes off of that game. So uh, um, I watched a lot of the Grizzlies game. And uh, first off, before before I say anything about the game last night, Rob Fisher had a pink jacket on last night for pregame and during the game when they when they flashed into him a couple times. It looked great. I mean, a great start to the That's preseason great. for Rob. We did a we did a late summer event. He had on pink trousers. Really, well, he would work the coat and the pants some night. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be absolutely fantastic. But no, he was looking good before game. That I Way flipped it on, and, and he was the first person I saw on the screen. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's a good <laughs> look, Rob." Um, it's time. It, it, it is time. But I, I thought last night was a lot of fun. Me uh, kind of reminiscing a little bit. My friends reminiscing, texting me about Derrick Rose and what he did early in that first half. I'm telling you, I don't know, especially when John ja Morant comes back, how much he plays but there is still some gas in that tank and I think him not playing at all last year being kind of banged up just not being used um, by the Knicks I think that helped him a lot I think sitting out and kind of being able to to almost save a year of his career I think is huge and and he showed something last night I think finished with about 13 points 12 or 13 13. points um I I was really impressed with what I saw from from Derrick Rose I know a a ton of people not just Grizzly fans but also Tiger fans um were really excited to see him back in in the FedEx Forum last night and should be first time in 15 years with Memphis across the front of that jersey Mm -hmm. he wore it so well then for national runner-up time for the banner to go back up uh and and stay up but 
if he stays healthy and can give just contributory minutes, nothing, nothing, you know, primary, just, you know, contributory minutes, you know, ice his knees, really take care of him physically, get him to the end of the year at playoff time. And, you know, this, this could, this could be it for him yeah. in, in a, in a good story. Sure. A, a good way to go out. Absolutely. And so it was a lot of fun to watch him. I know after the game, uh, Rob interviewed him on, on Bally Sports and, and kind of, he was saying, We call know, that the walk off. We, we sure do. And, <laughs> uh, and Derek Rose, I mean, was talking about how it was almost, uh, he was reminiscing and kind of to be back That's in right. Memphis was, was, you know, made him feel really good. So that was really cool to see. Um, just some, some notes I, I had from the game last night. Um, Kennard's going to shoot the ball much more this year than he has in past years. And they, even but it's about. set shots. Oh yeah, absolutely. And but but they. It's talk, not much off the dribble. No 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 no. no. But uh, Jenkins has has told uh, the media and that he has told Luke Kennard, you got to shoot the ball more. I mean, we want you out there shooting the ball. Um, so I think you're going to see a more aggressive Kennard this year. They're going to roll out smaller lineups. They were talking about. At one point, we saw Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, John Conchar, David Roddy, and Stephen Adams out there together. Got to have Stephen Adams out there because when Stephen Keep Adams part, Steve. won one one on the court last night. A little bit of a rebounding issue for the Grizzlies, and we saw that last year um, in the postseason. Uh, Laravia played really well in the second half, especially that last the last part of the fourth quarter and into overtime, kind of sealing the game. But I think right now he's trying to play himself into the rotation. Um, they said before the game that I know DeMichael Cole reported this, um, that the starters and rotation guys were going to play about 20 minutes last night. Jake Laravia did not check in the first half. If he did check in the first half, it was like the last minute of the first half um, and then played most of the second half. Um, but I think LaRavia is playing, trying to play his way into this rotation right now. I think he's out right now. Let's grind two weeks from, from I'm Wednesday, ready. opening night against New Orleans. I'm ready. It's going to be fun. Next preseason game on Tuesday. I can't tell you I'm going to be as intrigued in that one as I was last night with all the hockey we have tomorrow night. Brett, don't get me excited just yet. We're going to make our picks well, tomorrow. Too. Oh, yeah. Me you're too, ho- watching watching the hockey. You're, you're a hockey guy, Brett. I mean, everybody knows it. I mean, you, you, <laughs> oh, yeah. you practically grew up on skates. So it'll be. Uh, well, <laughs> not really, but okay. Yeah, we can go with that. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a quick stretch. Uh, to opening night in the NBA. But I did not play youth hockey. Have you ever noticed? Everybody <laughs> that ever has is very proud they yeah, played yeah. youth hockey. Well, I mean, it's it's something you should be prideful in. I mean, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a it's a big thing to say you played youth hockey. But uh, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the weekend in college football. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports Fifty Six Happy Hour from eleven to one every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you. And, uh, man, it was a fun weekend of college football. And that first game of the day, Texas versus Oklahoma, really set the, set the stage. I mean, it was everything I could have wanted and more. I, I'm saying game of the year uh, since the start of the season, and I'd be surprised if any game tops that. It was just so much fun. Um, that will be an SEC game next year. Uh, Greg will, Sankey and, and was on hand. Greg Sankey there. Sure no Brett Yormark. No Brett Yormark. A little bitter Greg uh, uh, Yormark is. Um, but that game was was absolutely unreal. We texted back and forth during it. The presentation of it, 
the the just the whole panoply, mm-hmm. the whole scene. They said almost four hundred thousand people on the property of Fair Park, about seventy five thousand in the stadium, and it is it is split as fair mm-hmm. and as fifty fifty as any split I've ever ever seen. And it just looked great. The drone and blimp shots just felt like you like you were there. I mean, oh, yeah. you could really feel it. And the intensity and the passion of those fan bases and then the play for Oklahoma. I, I, Brent Venables really needed it. He, he got it. Texas is good. I think yeah. Texas's defensive front may be the best front in the country. Yes. I mean, I think both those teams are excellent teams. And, and I, you know, I did not – you know, Brett, I have my uh, my rankings of teams that have shown me they can win the national championship. I'll tell you, any Texas fans out there, that loss on Saturday did not take them off of my list. They're still right there on my list. Now, maybe down a couple of slots. But I mean, he's on that list. Eight. Now, I did that update can, it completely. They can win it or they can get in the football no, no, four. No, 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 Brett. No, 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 Brett. Neither. They have shown that they can win the I, national championship. Now, does that you. mean they even make the college football playoffs? Absolutely not. It just means that they have, you have shown North Carolina me. in there? I do not. But Saturday's game could have certainly put them in there. They're starting maybe to 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 be showing. It seems you. like it. It was Drake May's best mm-hmm. game of the year. And, again, we've, we've talked about it all year. I think it is the, the concurrent theme of the year it is, is the quarterback play around the country. Yeah. Uh, even in the second half, Ohio State's quarterback mm-hmm. found something. Yeah. Uh, Talia Tungvaloa was probably the better of the two for the first three quarters of that game. Sure. But in crunch time, money time, Fourth quarter at the horseshoe, the Ohio State quarterback was much better. What Michigan's doing, I, mm-hmm. I think Georgia and Michigan have moved to not, not a league of their own, but the, a little separation from the next four to six grouping. Yeah. And then that next four to six, you, you, you could put a lot of different people in there. And then I think there's about two or three more. And then after that, it's everybody else is is kind of playing for a, a, a really fun, good season. Yeah, but not to be in the football four. Yeah, and what Michigan did, I know it's Minnesota. Minnesota is not having a great season this year. But what Michigan little did, brown jug game, no woo, less. Yeah, that's right. It just means more. Um, but uh, to take a to take a term from the SEC, but uh, that was unbelievable. I mean, fifty-two to ten, both Michigan's offense and Michigan's defense both outscored Minnesota. So, um, I mean, that really there there. There's a way that top teams should beat non-ranked teams, and that's exactly how it's done. What Michigan did, it wasn't even that's fun it. to watch. I, I didn't have, I had that game on the entire time. It was not fun to just watch. Just blasted them. Just blasted. Just I mean, blasted them. And, and, and PJ, the, it was it. The boat took in a lot of water. Uh-huh. It, it did, and, and even even after the first quarter, it was ten three at the end of the first quarter, and it did not feel like Minnesota was anywhere near that ball game. I mean, it just already you, seemed you like knew the blow dam up. was going bust. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, so that was a really fun game. Um, Third I, high hard one in an hour. I, I know. I love I, it. I, that, that, I love that's it. not fair. Now I'm not talking about if it had strict nine or something in it if it would hurt you, but just just on a bet on a dare. Would you take a swig out of the little brown jug, not knowing what it is in there or what it would taste like? Hmm. No, sure. Why not? I wouldn't because I don't want to violate never drinking again and I'm afraid <laughs> something might be in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm I, mean, a, I can't wreck 30 years off the little brown jug taking a draw off it, can no, no, you can't. That's a good point. But I'm a very picky person with food and drink, so it's... Me too. I'll, I'll do and it. I don't like Dr. Pepper. I better be careful that brown jug. <laughs> yeah, you, if you, yeah, if you're not going for Dr. Pepper, you better be careful about that brown jug. But that'll do it for our first hour. Let's go ahead 
and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk to David Cobb from CBS Sports.